everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today to be here to be giving you our spring preview for the spring fever coming up over the next two months for the Hallmark channel. And uh, we're really excited. We have some very special guests today on the podcast. So we're going to be talking about all of the commotion, just a little bit that's been happening these last couple of weeks. Uh, and I'm Rachel and we have a very special guest with Alonzo Draldi's here. Hello. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, my pleasure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not a full voice today. Um, but, you know, these, these are very important topics and I wouldn't keep missing it. Oh, well, that's so nice of you. I really appreciate it. And we also have, uh, fresh from our top period piece podcast, we have Ginny and Lars Anderson are here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so this is going to be really fun, but we, we, I've gotten a lot of requests on the Twitter for us to talk about this on the podcast. So we're just going to briefly give our thoughts about all of this insanity with Lori Laughlin and uh, <laughs> this scandal and everything. And I guess I'll start with uh, with Alonzo. First of all, wh what is your thoughts as somebody who works in media and all that fun stuff that, of this whole situation, and how do you think the Hallmark has handled it? Well, I, you know, I think they were in a bit of a, a, an untenable position because it's not like, you know, um, I think other networks might have had different ways of dealing with it, but because Hallmark is so invested in this sort of family brand and this sort of, um, you know, Christian, but we're never going to say we're Christian kind of thing mm -hmm. that they could not just sort of, you know, look the other way. Um, I would find it bizarre if you decided to not air the rest of this season of what's called the heart just because that's such a ratings, you know, winner for them. And it also seems like it's a thing that exists. She didn't do, I mean, she did it. She did a bad thing, but she did not like a Kevin Spacey bad thing. So I, I think we could watch the rest of the series for the people who are, who are fans of that show, and it wouldn't, you know, taint the network's reputation. I mean, yeah, yank the garage sale mysteries, yank whatever else. She's part of an ensemble there, and her mid-season, so it, it just seems like they would maybe let that go. But yeah, I think they basically had no choice but to sort of like, well, we're done here. Um, and, and so, you know, there are going to be repercussions, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you uh, think, uh, Laura and Jenny about, about this whole thing and, and Hallmark's response? Well, I mean, it's, it's a crime and it's a serious crime and we're glad that, um, it's being treated as such, um, as, as being treated seriously. Uh, I kind of agree with Alonzo that, you know, I love when calls the heart. I don't think that, I don't like it when whole shows suffer from, one of the cast members bad actions i don't think that that's fair to either the other cast members or um the the production crew and so i would prefer to see her written out of it rather than the show being pulled i'm hopeful that the reason that the episode this week is being pulled is to simply re-edit abigail's parts to um you know kind of uh, not introduce new storylines that may have been introduced at the time that they originally shot and edited it um but 
you know, I, I too want to see when calls a heart uh, survive to another day, but we do think it's a serious situation. We think Hallmark made the, the right call. I don't know if you have. Yeah, no. And I think the silver lining to it based on the feedback I'm seeing is that those kind of non Hallmark fans out there, they really respect the decision. Um, far too many companies don't act quickly with worse situations. Again, you know, she's kind of at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of scandals that we've had in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. But I think it sends a good message as a parent. I mean, the, the best gift you can give your kids is integrity. And it's far more valuable than a diploma. So I, I think it sends a good message. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said. I really, when you dive into the details of the whole thing, it's, it's, it's really hard it's really hard to stomach. <laughs> it's really made me pretty, pretty depressed. I have to admit this week about it. Just the people can be so selfish and, uh, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. But, uh, but of course these are just alleged at this point and we have to wait for the legal system to do their thing. Uh, but I, I kind of feel like as far as what calls the heart, I mean, yes, she's a Lori Loughlin's a competent actress, but I mean, she's, she's a brown haired white lady. I, I, I can't imagine that be that hard to read past. So. Are you would like the heart? <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> so I'm fine with just recasting her. I don't think that's yeah. a problem. I maybe, uh, I will, that'll be controversial, but, uh, I don't know. It worked on bewitched. That's right. <laughs> there, there, We're still there, talking there, about it a, all years later. <laughs> there, there's a new Becky and Becky joke waiting to be made here. <laughs> yes, you're right. Bring in Sarah Chalk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I sounds like a good plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's my opinion. That's what I would do if I was Hallmark. And but I think it's know. important for the fans too to separate, you know, their connection to the show and to the character from the person, you know, Lori comes across as very sincere and kind. And, you know, we can all have different pockets of our life where we behave differently. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this is a terrible person, but they, we don't know her. <laughs> we don't know the details of this. And I just hope that, you know, fans who are looking to forgive her because they want the show to go on can see that the show can go on without her. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as Amber likes to point out to the viewers of that show, it is not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. That's right. laughs> so, all right. Well, I think we gave our thoughts. Let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We can talk about it for their discussion, what you would do if you were Hallmark. And I do agree that, uh, that it was good to cancel the, uh, Gradual mysteries because it would just be too weird to have a convicted felon investigating crime. Like too weird, but uh, but I do, right. And I do hope that uh, they are able to find some new projects because the cast for that show is were really wonderful, and it was definitely, in my opinion, by far and away the best of the mystery shows. So I hope that the writers and everybody they're able to find some new projects for i think for danny them. should take the lead on that one i would love it because the sarah strange is great she's so yeah. good she's so great i got to interview her last september and she was just so funny and so wonderful and so i'm i'm all for i'm all for that so 
anyway, there you go. That's that mess. And <laughs> hopefully, uh, it, I don't know, everything will all turn out for the best in the end. Uh, so, all right. So now we're getting on to the fun stuff. We are going to talk about the Spring Fever uh, movies. And originally my plan was to preview all of the March and April movies with Marissa Serafini, but then they decided to split it up and have like this pre <laughs> thing and they didn't give us very much information. So we couldn't really do the preview then of Spring Fever. It was all kinds of complicated. <laughs> and so that's why we're putting this out the day of this first <laughs> first movie so there you go but uh we always have these ridiculous ranking systems for our uh for our podcast preview podcast and so for this one since it's spring we thought we would do we thought we would do rotten egg for when we have no interest in at all and then we'll do egg salad for the next level <laughs> and then We'll do, uh, we'll do marshmallow egg for the next level, and then finally you have your uh, your chocolate egg is the number one. So <laughs> that will be fun. All right. So the first movie that we're going to talk about again airs tonight, and it is called Flip That Romance, and it is described as a rival house flippers. Jules and Lance uh, re renovate dual sides of a duplex and rekindle an old romance. So it was pretty fun. And this movie stars Julie Gonzalo, Tyler Hines. It has an incredible cast because you've got Pauline Egan, Cardi Wong, uh, you've got Crystal Lowe is in there. And it is written by Nina Weinman, who's a favorite a friend of the podcast. And directed by Mark Jean, who's done a ton of Hallmark stuff. And so I think it's, it's looking pretty positive. Alonzo, uh, do you have any thoughts on Flip That Romance? Well, I have a couple of issues, first of all. Um, a duplex is always owned by one person. So the very <laughs> premise makes no sense at all. Um, also, if Julie Gonzalo and Tyler Hyde's better have more chemistry in this than they did in hosting the uh, Spring Fever preview special because <laughs> they could not have been more stiff and awkward. Um, and then finally, if you cast Cardi Wong as a character in Kenny, it's very confusing for those of us who are following Nelson Wong, who plays Kenny in all of Ron Oliver movies, <laughs> like true. The Christmas Train, which is a whole shared universe. So they're really just messing everything up now. So uh, I'm going to go egg salad. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, and Fiona Vroom's also in this. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Ginny, about this idea? I was, well, I first want to say I do agree with uh, Alonso on the issue of ownership of this duplex. Um, I think that it could be owned as two people, but they're in the preview, we saw a clip where they were not aware of who the other owner was. And I think in the legal sphere, that's highly unlikely. Um, <laughs> tenants in common and have some common property. But um, I actually am really excited for this just because I'm a home decor uh, junkie. And I think if you did a Zen, um, or a Venn diagram of, uh, you know, Hallmark fanatics and also home decor fanatics. There'd be a pretty big circle in the middle of that. And so I think it's fun. I thought that the clips that we saw looked really comedic and I like a little comedy in my rom-com. Um, mm -hmm. And 
I kind of agree with Alonzo on the um, <laughs> on the preview chemistry, but I thought that the the actual film clips we saw showed great chemistry, and so I actually gave it a chocolate egg. <laughs> yeah, it's hard with those previews because even the Pena Vegas were really stiff when they were doing theirs. <laughs> they obviously have chemistry, so uh, I, the teleprompters are very hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so did you say what you're giving it, Ginny? Chocolate egg. Oh, chocolate egg. Okay, good. So top, top rating. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Uh, Laura, what about you? I, I second a lot of those thoughts that Ginny said. Um, I'm excited about it because I, I like the plot idea. I like the flipping. We're, we're overdue for that as a plot line. Um, and I thought, I mean, anything with Cardi Wong, I really am hoping there's a secondary mm. romance going on there. I'll be very disappointed because I'd like to see him as a lead man um in something and it's set in Oregon we live in Oregon I can't complain I it might be set in Medford I'd have to kind of side-eye that decision but um otherwise I I think it has a lot of potential with Nina at the helm so yeah I'm gonna give it a chocolate egg as well well I feel like they were just mining Hallmarkies podcast when they cast <laughs> this movie. so for that alone I'm a big fan because we've interviewed Tyler Hines Pauline Egan, Cardi Wong, Crystal Lowe, and Nina, of course. And uh, so, and I love them all so much. And uh, I, I mean, Tyler Hines, his two movies have been so good in my opinion. They, he is so dreamy in these movies that almost just on that alone, I'm like chocolate egg. He is so <laughs> good in this, this universe to me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and just a great, and I just feel like it'll make it really funny. I mean, the last time they kind of went in this direction was that Love by Design, which was disappointing, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, but... The movie? The one with Danica and Andrew Walker. Yeah, the, the, the Purgle the movie. Yeah, that was disappointing. It just, it was like they, they spent the whole time not even at the house, like it wasn't even about it at all it was most of the time they were like playing bingo or something i, I don't know so that was disappointing <laughs> um so but i yeah i gotta go chocolate egg on this one i'm really excited so let's hope we all need something fun this weekend so please <laughs> i actually think these two would make a great mystery couple i could see tyler as a hard-hitting new york detective with that yes. kind of inexplicable accent he has and uh, julie would make a really good like sydney bristow kind of alias girl yeah i'd watch that yeah i'll, I'll write okay. it <laughs> please Alonzo, what do you think of the mystery shows? Do you like them at all? Or do you think they're, where do you feel about them? Um, I have to admit, I did find myself getting into murder she baked. Mm, um, yeah. So I, it's departure. Uh, beyond that, I don't generally tune in. I was kind of checking out the new, um, the uh, new Allison Sweeney's just because as a podcaster, I, I knew they were going to get that wonderfully wrong. Um, <laughs> right. I haven't, to be honest, I have not seen a ton of them. They, I, I, I tend to stick to the Christmas side of the street and they've only done a couple of, uh, holiday mystery crossovers. So you know, my viewing rest of the year is a little scattered. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, and what was your, your favorite was Road to Christmas, right? At Christmas? Uh, this past year? Yeah. Yeah, the past year. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So let's talk about Love to the Rescue. 
And uh, this is when two families want to adopt the same rescue dog, single mom Kate faces her fear of falling in love again after agreeing to share shared custody of the pup with single dad Eric and his son. So you have Nikki DeLoach, Michael Rady, Haviland Stillwell, and this is written by Sarah Montana. And I am going to have an interview with her that will post uh, on Monday. And she is amazing. It's one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Uh, she is a really inspirational person. And um, I'm really excited for what I think she will have to offer for the Hallmark world. I will see if this one, you know, is good, but uh, she has a really, if you look up Sarah Montana, Ted talk, this is very inspirational story. And, uh, anyway, she's really cool. And, uh, um, so I don't know, this sounds sweet enough to me. You know, you gotta have those rescue dogs for Hallmark. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, Michael Rady is a dream and Nikki <laughs> Deloach is very sweet. So, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about this one. What do you think, Alonzo? Uh, this one is actually pressing my buttons. Um, I like Nikki Deloach a lot. I mean, I I I met her once. She did a an outcast Christmas program that we did in L.A. once, and she was a delight. Mm. Uh, I've been a Michael Rady fan ever since Swing Down, the um, the lamented one season wonder. Um, and you know, I'm a sucker for dogs, so I'm probably chocolate egg on this one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, in Michael uh, Rady. From the, yeah, no, he's, he's lovely. And it's from the director of Bramble House Christmas, which I was a big fan of. Yeah. Yeah. And they just did uh, reunited at Christmas with Nikki Deloach, Stephen Monroe is the director. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he's, they have some experience working together at least. Uh, what do you Good think? Deal. What, what do you think, Laura? Um, I, I'm excited about this one too. I think Michael Rady's maybe been kind of miscast as more of a button up serious type. Yeah. He's done on Hallmark and I like it when he has a little more of his energy because he's very charming. You saw that all the way back in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And yeah, we did. So I, I, I'm excited. Uh, I gave it a marshmallow egg because I said it looks sweet, but is it too sweet? Sometimes the puppy can be a little overload on the saccharin, so we will see. It's true. This does have children and puppies. <laughs> My children will watch it now. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? What do you think? I, I disagree. You can't have too many puppies. My children actually are dogs, so <laughs> I'm a little biased, but, um, uh, I love it. I love Hallmark's ongoing um, rescue message. My only issue here um, is that I just think this idea of sharing the dog temporarily is a really bad idea for both the dogs and the kids here. <laughs> um, you know, like, there's going to be some sort of separation anxiety or whatever whenever like, they pick which family the dog goes for. Um, obviously, I'm hoping there's a happy ending here where nobody has to part ways but um I gave it a marshmallow egg I love I love these actors I love dogs um I'm just a little confused about the the like little hook here <laughs> that, um, yeah. that's true I isn't there a Candace Cameron Bure one where they have to yeah, share a dog yeah yeah <laughs> so I guess we come back full circle yeah. <laughs> um yeah I I, it's true. You make a good point about Michael Rady being kind of buttoned up in these movies. You've got a home, Christmas and Homestead where he's got 
it's it's a really good one that's a very good one but still and then you know he was just playing darcy uh, darcy yes. <laughs> last christmas uh so uh that that's kind of interesting he was in the i think it was a sleigh bell one uh the other one that he did i yeah. that i didn't really care for but i i am pretty excited about this i'm really curious to see what sarah does with her writing and uh so partly i have to say i'm invested because of the podcast uh but i'm also going to give this a chocolate egg so we're just i'm right. super nice today i don't know <laughs> what's going on <laughs> so uh do, do you guys both had marshmallow eggs yeah okay good Very we'll good. try not to have the same way <laughs> okay good all right next we have a brush with love so this is, as she considers giving up on her artistic dreams, Jamie paints a vision board that brings her success and love, only to discover that the mystery man in her painting isn't who she thinks. So they did a really bad job explaining this movie in the previous special. And I talked to the writer, Joao Bokin, who's been on our show twice before. It's amazing. I talked to her about it and I was like, what is this movie? What is it about? She was very annoyed <laughs> that, that, they, uh, that they did such a poor job because it was like, is, is it coming out of, is it, but is it someone she knows or whatever? But basically I think the idea is that she, this person comes that she has this ideal man on her vision board and then all of a sudden like this perfect guy appears in her life and what's she gonna you know it does she really want the perfect guy and what's going on and uh it has ariel kebble her return it's so exciting mm -hmm. hallmark ariel kebble nick bateman who is very dreamy <laughs> <laughs> i'm a big fan and uh and then yeah written by joie so and directed by peter deloise who is a great hallmark director he's very good and so a lot of things going for it i think with this one i i don't know what are your thoughts alonzo um yeah i agree the, the clips on the previous show were baffling yes. um i kind of feel like we've seen this, this plot a bunch because of course, when the ideal guy shows up, that's her cue to figure out that the the best friend was the right guy all along, whatever, you know. Uh -huh. um, sorry, sorry for spoilers. Um, <laughs> I mean, Peter DeLuise gets a lifetime pass for me because he was on Gilmore Girls. Um, but it's not setting me on fire, so I'm going to go exile here. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> and it's... Uh, we I guess Antonio Cupo is executive producer of the movie, which is kind of random. So who knows? Maybe we get an Antonio Cupo cameo. That would be exciting. <laughs> I love Antonio Cupo. But, uh, <laughs> but Ginny, what do you think? I, I mean, I just uh, agree with both of your comments about um, I loved this premise on paper. And then I was like kind of left you know, shrugging my shoulders after seeing the preview. I'm, I'm assuming maybe the, the whole thing has not been edited yet at the time that that preview um, special uh, was, you know, went to air. Um, so I, I agree that Nick Bateman is super dreamy. I, I'm embarrassed to admit that I was watching the preview special and asked Laura about five times who it was again. <laughs> it's like, welcome to Hallmark, Nick Bateman. <laughs> I and I love Peter Deloise because I you know back as a kid I just loved 21 Jump Street and he was an actor on that um but uh 
uh, I gave I give the premise on paper, um, like the log line that you you read, a marshmallow. But as I as I saw the clips, I gave it an egg salad. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree with some of the same sentiments. Um, I do feel like she's a great writer, and so I kind of am putting faith. I've enjoyed other things. I love Miss Christmas, um, oh, and so, so I'm hopeful that again, this is just a confusion where they've kind of created a log line that doesn't quite jive with the actual thing. But the problem is I was hoping for a stranger than fiction with in the art kind of setting where it had a little bit of kind of magical, you know, um, magic to it. But I, I did think that the dialogue felt kind of fun and casual in the clip that I saw, which I do enjoy when it's not very stiff, but maybe a little too casual. So I, I, I'm going to just say egg salad and hope to be surprised because yeah. it does feel like something grandma served before. <laughs> Yes. So I am going to give it a marshmallow. I'm just in a very good mood this morning, evidently. Um, but Ariel Kebble, she's always done good stuff and for Hallmark and uh, Nick Bateman is going to be fun to watch regardless of the movie, I feel like. And uh, yeah, and I am, I just have liked all, I've liked pretty much all of Joie's writing and she's just a very good writer. So I'm really, I'm, I'm hopeful for it. So we'll see. And Peter DeLuise. Anyway, I feel like they're really bringing it with the casting of these movies at, at the very least is very good. It's a good season. There's, there's nobody, there's not a home by spring where I'm like, I don't know. Cause that was not my favorite last year. Let's put it that way. Um, okay. So next up we have true love blossoms oh true love blooms it's spring is in full bloom as urban gardener vicky fights to save her community garden from a real real estate developer oh man real real estate developers (laughs) They, 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 they get a raw deal in hallmark uh but it's not just the flowers that are blooming this spring also love (laughs) <laughs> so this stars sarah rue who i love and jordan bridges who's also great and uh so uh, it's directed by matthew diamond who did uh did a movie uh, called undercover bridesmaid a long time ago so a while ago so but yeah sarah did uh, all for love which is one of my favorites of recent year she is great and but even with that i have to say it sounds super lame (laughs) and generic plot uh so i think i'm gonna have to give this one an egg salad but i really hope it's good because i really love sarah and jordan but jenny what do you think i well i love sarah as well from just many years and um and i love gardening and I've actually participated in a community garden before. And so I'm, you know, I like uh-huh. that issue. I have some, some questions again about, you know, usually community <laughs> gardens are owned by the city or a nonprofit and how does it end up at risk of being developed? I don't know. And they seem to be using it to grow like ornamental plants instead of like, you know, vegetables and, you know, fruits. <laughs> community they're just filling the community with flowers apparently with this uh community garden Um, i'm I'm still hopeful i'm hopeful it will inspire me in my own gardening this uh this season and so uh, i'm gonna give it a marshmallow 
Okay. <laughs> what about you, Laura? Um, yeah, I mean, I love Sarah Rue as well. I kind of felt like she deserved to have Drew Barrymore's career. She has that quirky charm and it's really authentic. I've enjoyed her. I loved All for Love. Um, I, the real estate developer, I have reservations about this plot line. We've seen this trope before. I am happy to be surprised by it. I also feel like, are there a lot of young, hot real estate developers? <laughs> kind of thought they were all like 60 plus. <laughs> like some sort of on my dating developers because they're so cute you can forgive them for stealing your community garden so um i'm gonna go marshmallow egg i feel like it has potential but i'm just not quite sure i feel like the only way to make a protagonist the real estate developer is for uh, them to have some evil boss who's the actual antagonist who's like making yes. them do it like kind of in the in the story of us recently it was kind of how they had to play sam page's character yes. and then they had this weird compromise that they're going to build the new building on top of the previous buildings which <laughs> like, that made him an okay man of business but uh yes. <laughs> and jordan was that guy right in the christmas movie with allison sweeney the, oh you're right uh, right yeah so he's got a good track record of turning out I to be okay i mean to clarify he was a mortgage broker oh thank you oh was he okay apology. <laughs> um alonzo what are your thoughts of true love blues i mean yeah there's a definite you know drink when they say condo thing going on in hallmark movies um but the, the cast tends to carry a lot of weight with me because I feel there's a lot, otherwise there's a general amount of sameness. Um, so yes, yeah, Sarah who's super charming. I love when she pops up on American Housewife. And nice. I, I found Jordan Bridges charming in, uh, in the aforementioned Christmas at Holly Lodge. So um, I would marshmallow egg it strictly for them. Yeah, I don't buy the premise in the slightest. <laughs> Very good. Yes. So we're all basically on the same page, I think, for this one. So we'll see if it ends up being fun. All right. So we have uh, Bottled with Love is our next one. After Beans stood up, Abby gets inspired to open her heart in a letter, put it in a bottle, and toss it out to sea. Months later, a man fishing discovers it and opts to reach out. So this stars Bethany Joy Lentz and Andrew Walker. And uh, it's directed by David Weaver, who's done a bunch of Hallmark movies, including the recent, one of the recent Chronicle Mysteries. And a bunch of the Wedding March movies. <laughs> so, but I, I thought that the clip looked not great in the previous special i thought it looked she looked really frumpy to me and i know she's kind of supposed to because she's like sad and writing the message in the bottle or whatever and maybe it's just because i really dislike that kevin costner movie <laughs> 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 the message in a bottle uh i i don't know but i haven't been a big fan of andrew walker's recent roles i like him as a person i think he's really nice but I was disappointed by Love by Design. I, I, you know, I'm not that big fan of the Wedding March movies. I didn't like his, his Valentine's movie last year. It was very not my favorite. Um, so, uh, I'm not that excited about this one. <laughs> I'm going to give it an egg salad. 
what what about you, Lonzo? What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on this. Um, I did think Andrew Walker was okay in the Lifetime um, Christmas in Tennessee, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, not a giant fan. Um, yeah, the clips were not super encouraging. I mean, uh, you know, a- any movie where somebody has to like look up and to the right while they're writing something and you hear it in voiceover, I'm already skittish. Um, <laughs> That's right. So yeah, probably I will generously say egg salad on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that Christmas in Tennessee, actually. I thought it was really boring. It just, I don't know, it didn't do it for me. But, um, uh, <laughs> but Laura, what do you think? Um, I think if I'm looking at, you know, the plot, the log line, I, I'm excited. I think it, I like any sort of high concept where, you know, there's something that's moving the plot. It's not just bumping into your old flame from high school. Uh, the clip, well, let's talk about actually the clip in bangs that she was wearing in those clips. <laughs> that for me was like straight nosedive to egg salad. She's beautiful. And I didn't think it was doing her any favors. So sometimes I'm confused of the the purpose of that sort of styling but uh i'm gonna go with marshmallow egg to kind of go in between because i think it has potential but based on what i saw it was a little gloomier than i was hoping for yeah i yeah that's a good point about the bangs it's just like that 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 is the favorite of all romantic comedies you know to give the give the lead bangs and and uh have her not know what hair gel is <laughs> and, then, and then as soon as she does and usually glasses uh doesn't know what hair gel or contacts are <laughs> and then as soon as she gets introduced to that it's like boom she's beautiful amazing maybe there will be a makeover scene i don't know yeah <laughs> uh jenny what do you <laughs> Uh, well, there were two things I liked about the the preview clip. One was that the cinematography was a little bit different than the other spring movies. And I, I like them. They're bright. They're floral. This one looked a little bit more kind of like old school cinematic. I also loved the ginormous plates of pancakes that were in <laughs> that diner seat. <laughs> like, like 20 people each. Um, uh, other than that, I didn't really like anything about it, so I gave it an egg salad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we're all basically egg salad on this one. <laughs> so be ready to surprise but I do us. Want pancakes now. <laughs> yeah, yes. be ready to surprise us, Bethany and Andrew. Woohoo! Um, okay, so then we have very exciting, the first Hallmark Easter movie. This is huge. Huge news. We have Easter under wraps. Erica goes undercover at her family's chocolate plant to see why sales are down when she meets head chocolatier Brian, who has new ideas on how to update the Easter product line. This stars Fiona Goobelman and Brendan Penny, directed by Gary Yates, who has a pretty good track record. One Winter Proposal, Once Upon a Christmas Miracle, Pearl in Paradise. A Bride for Christmas, a lot of good, pretty good ones at least. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, for me, I, I am, I like Fiona Goobelman a lot. Brendan Penny's is pretty good, I'd say. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I could give this a marshmallow. It looks 
cheesy, but it's Easter. It's the first time, whatever. I'm, I'm going with it. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> and, and Fiona is just like the most cheerful person in the world. So it'll be, it'll be cheerful at least. But, um, uh, Laura, what do you think? Um, uh, kind of the same. Uh, the, when I read about the plot, I, all I could think was Kringle, <laughs> because I felt like we had just gone on <laughs> the boss's son and I'm like maybe you need a mix of Kringle with a chocolate egg and we could come into <laughs> there would be something new but uh I don't know I'm a little bit over some of the chocolate bakery storylines but I know that you know they make for good movies sometimes so I, I, I I'm going in skeptical but I'm giving it a chocolate egg because it's about chocolate egg so that's just seems right Ooh, so you're the highest score, huh? Yeah, mostly just because it works really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, very good. <laughs> so, Laura, what about you? Um, I, I agree with what has been said. I do, I also just, I don't know why that, like, little in the preview, the little, like, chocolate box with the jelly beans in it, and the guy tells oh. Brendan Henney he's not going to make it because he's moving to automation. And Brendan Henney, he deserves an Emmy for that just crushed look that he <laughs> 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 so No one has been so sad about a chocolate box ever in the history of chocolate, and I was buying it. And so I thought, well, maybe. Um, but... Uh, yeah, um, I thought that the chocolate actually looked more delicious than love romance and chocolate. So if you're gonna yes. have a chocolate theme, go with the go with the high end stuff, not those like jelly bean boxes. I gave it an egg salad. I'm not yeah. that excited about this one. <laughs> All right, Alonzo, what about you? Uh, I'm very um, case by case basis with Brendan Penny. Um, I really like him in the Vineyard movies. Opposite. Um, Rachel Lee Cook, but I thought it was kind of terrible in um, Pride, Prejudice, Mistletoe um, yeah. with uh, Lacey Schwer. So it could go either way. You're right. The chocolate is looking very mass produced here. Um, you know, it's going to be waxy. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I'm, I, I, I live in hope. So I'll say marshmallow eggs. Oh, I hope we get some chocolate, sexy chocolate tempering scenes. That was, uh, <laughs> I was a big fan of that. Please <laughs> <laughs> be more, just moving the chocolate around. That was good. Well, I, as, if, as if it was any doubt who the demo of these movies are, they're always about baked goods, chocolate, or wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I think Hallmark's <laughs> missing a brand extension here. I really think yeah. get a little bit fake <laughs> good and chocolate team. Yeah, yeah. They used to try to work in coffee into every scene, and now <laughs> we're laughing because uh, it's so funny. Because the the type you can tell a lot about the character by the type of coffee that they order. Because if they just order just black coffee, it's really like a good sign. Like he's down to earth. He's like a, but if, if they get like a, a soy maca latte, double foam, they're, like, they're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> that that's black, the girlfriend that's getting kicked to the curb. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but if you, if you order black coffee in a Christmas movie instead of the peppermint twist, then you're also. Yeah. Yeah, I forget which one it was that, that there was that like cocoa cart that kept moving around town. Yes. <laughs> they were. And and yeah, the guy comes up to him and was like, Yeah, I'd like a black coffee, and they were all like, What? 
<laughs> this I, is I, I know it was either, that was either Beverly Penner or uh, Evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So it it's not, it, it looks like it could be pretty cringy, but we'll see. Uh, okay. Last one. This is not technically part of the spring fever lineup but it is our hallmark hall of fame offering for this time period and it's love takes flight in the hallmark hall of fame presentation single mom lizzie is encouraging when is encouraging when her young daughter unexpectedly befriends a widower named walter as part of her mission to find a friend so I mean, we're always a big fan of widowers in these movies. So that's a big plus. Um, this is uh, also directed by Stephen Monroe, uh, who's doing Love to the Rescue, that also has Nikki DeLoach. So there you go. And yeah, I mean, I think they're still filming it right now, which is kind of crazy. Pretty sure. That's why I have to, if I'm going to get an interview with Nikki DeLoach, which cross fingers, I'm gonna be able to do uh, i have to do it like during her lunch in between shoots so uh <laughs> anyway it's pretty pretty amazing in that regard that you're able to get even a hall of fame that movie out pretty quickly but I, I i don't know this jeff hefner very well or at all i've never seen anything with him and i guess he's been on chicago med mm-hmm. and chicago fire so uh i don't watch those shows so let's see uh but anyway so it's hard to know about their chemistry will be like or you know what it will be i kind of wish that they were weren't just making prettier versions of hallmark movies and hallmark hall of fame i kind of wish that they would make a period piece or do something a little bit more challenging i guess they did with that candace cameron beret going through time one which i <laughs> actually <laughs> that was good but i don't know i just wish that they would just make it different so it'd be fun uh so i'm not that high in this uh but it's hard to know without a trailer or anything but i'm gonna give it a uh an egg salad that looks a little shady so alonzo what do you think well, I, I agree with you. I kind of, I always sort of weep for what the Hallmark Hall of Fame used to be. Because, yeah. um, I mean, it, it used to be really event television, and um, it is sort of the last, like, branded show left. You know, we used to have, you know, Alcoa Playhouse or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you're right. They, they put a little more money in them, and they're a little bit better cast, but ultimately they, they seem like more of the same. Um, but as I said, I do like Miss Deloach and, you know, uh, the presence of Barbara Niven never hurts. Oh, yeah, but, that's right. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I'll, I'll say uh, clearance marshmallow egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, Barbara Niven did say that this is a, that this movie is for Mother's Day that it will feature the, so i guess there's a strong mother daughter element i forgot that yeah barbara niven's in it uh, so that could be good so uh what do you think laura 
Um, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic here. I, I second what Alonzo shared in that I grew up watching the Hallmark Hall of Fame, some of them over and over, and they were kind of movies that could make you think, could make you weep. And um, we haven't seen that recently, but I saw a little longer blurb on this, and it really involves kind of, you know, working at a hospital and um, the daughter seems to have possibly a medical condition. And I think that might have potential to give a little more depth. I'm hopeful uh, that it will. Um, I really like her. And I think you mentioning the whole Mother's Day element. I, I don't know, maybe that would kind of help them gear it less towards just the romance, but the whole package, the whole family dynamic. So I'm, I'm going to go, I, I'm, I'm going to go a high end marshmallow egg. So okay, that will be mine. Good. Okay, good. So Jenny, what about you? Um, I'm giving it a marshmallow also. I, I was actually hesitant on this, just a personal preference that I won't use in grading is that I'm not a big fan of like hospital dramas. You know, we all have our thing and that's just like not my thing. Um, but, uh, or hospitals. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, um, I do think, yeah, everyone's like spot on about like the modern um, Hallmark Hall of Fame. And I do think the, the one distinction aside from budget from the, the run of the mill Hallmark Fair is, is simply a willingness to attack, you know, more deeper issues, you know, more sadness. You know, we saw that in Christmas Everlasting this year as well. And um, so I, I'm confident that... Um, even though it might not like look that great on paper that it's still going to be something worth watching. So I'm going with marshmallow egg. Okay, good. <clears throat> okay. So we have little descriptions of each of the morning, new morning show mystery shows, uh, but we don't know like a ton about, we haven't gotten a preview obviously for them. So what I was thinking would be kind of fun for this because they're all directed by the same people. They're starring the same people, Holly Rams and Pete, Rick Fox. I think, I thought what I'd do is I'd read all three of them and then we'd each pick which one sounds the best. Three. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Does that sound good? Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so this is these are there's been two previous morning show mysteries. The first one I thought was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. The second one, I started to realize there's a huge problem with this series, is the their their attempt to involve a TV chef in mysteries is very <laughs> strained i mean there's just no reason why she should be investigating crime she's a chef <laughs> on tv and so that that is a problem but i really do like rick fox and her together i think they have nice chemistry so it's not my favorite series but i'm hopeful that it's directed by kevin fair all three of these and he did a lot of the science he'll delivered so he's a pretty good director. Um, but anyway, so here we go. So the first one. Morning show. So the first one is A Murder in Mind. And it's Billy, Bless Billy Blessings investigates murder charges against friend and actress Katie Saunders when a death is linked to her TV show based on a series of novels about a corrupt lawyer. So that's your first one. The next one is... Uh, countdown to murder when the owners of a popular grocery store chain are killed billy finds macabre clues linking the deaths to a children's countdown song Ooh, uh, five little ducks <laughs> <That's the song>. <laughs> <laughs> okay and 
then uh, and then uh, uh, Billy's best friend Marion is hired to redecorate the TV studio. When Marion's twin sister is murdered, Billy must investigate their close friends to find the killer. So, <laughs> Alonzo. <laughs> Which one uh, gotta, are you most I, I gotta interested in? I gotta go with the twin one just because I'm sure it's gonna allow some actress to really ham it up in two different roles. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, that's a good point. So by default, that's that's my winner. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh Ginny, what do you think? I'm going with Countdown to Murder. I think <laughs> like children's you know book thing it sounds really creepy um like almost like not a hallmark movie kind of creepy <laughs> um, macabre de macabre clues yeah. well, it's, it's, anything it's like, like yeah <laughs> yeah like anything childish that's associated with murder is always kind of extra creepy so that's my favorite well see i was going to go with actually the first one only because i i felt like uh it's the most natural to her actually investigating it because it's her friend and act you know this, whereas the others it's like why is she looking into this grocery store <laughs> like, oh my God. she's a chef on tv what i mean i guess the third one it's also somebody that's de redecorating the studio but even then i would still probably leave the investigation up to the authorities but i guess there's her best friend so I don't, I don't know that you can ask that question on this channel at all because it all unravels <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that was the good thing about uh the um wait no, not the garage sale which is the one that's chronicle yeah yeah i mean because it kind of made sense that she was investigating it at least uh um, and and i guess the Haley deans it makes a little bit of sense because she like i don't know used to be an attorney and and she's now a therapist i don't know it's weird but <laughs> it's, it's better than <laughs> better than baker <laughs> that's looking into crime i don't know but uh so that was the what one that i <laughs> these are the rules of a cozy mystery you just have to go with it <laughs> yes and uh yeah so and i guess terrell rothery's in this first one and so she's always good um and so i don't know uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with so we each each picked one so this is great so all right well, there you go. Some morning to mystery. So that's it. Of all of the ones that we're talking about, which one is your uh, is your most anticipated? <laughs> what would you say, Alonzo? Oh, everything. Um, yeah. uh, golly, I would probably go with uh, Love to the Rescue. Just because, again, the cast carries a lot of weight for me, and yeah. you know, uh, I can I can I can cope with some doggo. Mm hmm. And I think it has the same dog who was in the Winter Love Store. I don't know this is a fact, but it looked like the same dog that was named Bungie in that movie. It was so cute. So I'm hopeful. 
that's the case. As, as long as Sapur happy, who can't do anything without looking off camera at his trainer. It's very disturbing. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Jenny, what about you? Which one are you most excited for? Uh, I got to go with Flip That Romance. Mm, so very much tonight. Most excited. Yeah. yeah. Downhill after that. <laughs> very good. <laughs> all right, Laura, what about you? Um, I guess since you've kind of taken some of the ones I'm excited about, I, I'm actually going to go with the morning show mystery. Uh, I rewatched Ooh. the first one last night and realized, you know, I like the vibe. I like that there's some diversity and just kind of a different perspective. Um, we're working, you know, we're screenwriters who are aiming to or catering to Hallmark scripts. And so we're working on a mystery series and this is giving Ooh. me good inspo, as we say. Cool. Good. I'm glad. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I got to go with Flip That Romance because this is the cast and, and Nina writing and I'm just really in the mood for a happy movie tonight. So let's, please say good. Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll see, but it'll hopefully be a really strong season and, uh, and we'll just have a lot of time watching these silly movies. So, uh, so thank you so much, you guys, for coming and talking about these with me. I had a really good time. I really appreciate it. And so, Alonzo, where can people find you online and stuff? Um, I'm at A Duralde, A-D-U-R-A-L-D-E on Twitter. And um, I co-host the podcast, Linoleum Knife, Who Shot Ya, and Breakfast All Day. And usually I have an actual voice where you can hear me on those shows. <laughs> well, and you're so nice to come on and talk with us, despite not feeling well. That was very nice of you. Uh, uh, for you, anything, Rachel. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> Lauren, Jenny, what about you? Where can people find you? Um, we're uh, on Twitter. Our handle is at Sander Sisters. Um, otherwise, you can find us in our house writing. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. So check that out and make sure you're following the podcast, Hallmarkies Pod, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to this channel. And we really appreciate that. And thanks so much, everybody. And yeah, let's hope for a great spring season. And we'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.